Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Mary Hayes Greco will join us to discuss the forgiveness. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Well, experts from Stanford University to the Mayo Clinic have shown that the act of forgiveness can lower blood pressure and relieve stress and depression, ease chronic pain, increase energy, and help couples build stronger relationships. Join us today to discuss this issue is Mary Hayes Greco. She's the author of the new book, Unconditional Forgiveness, and was on the staff for 16 years at Hazelden, and also teaches at the University of St. Thomas Management Center, the director of the Midwest Forgiveness Institute, which provides training and workshops in the U.S., and internationally has been featured in magazines such as Whole Living and Real Simple. And she joins us today to discuss her new book, Unconditional Forgiveness. And uh, we're very pleased to have you today on the program uh, talking about this fascinating book. Uh, Ms. Greco, welcome to the Grok Science Show. Thank you, Charles. Unconditional Forgiveness, um, certainly I think something everybody would aspire to, but probably have difficulty achieving. How is it we can achieve an unconditional forgiveness? That's really true. I think forgiveness is a universal human issue. And I think most people would want to forgive, but they don't know how. And so the book was written, and it's written out of 25 years of experience in workshops to show people step-by-step step how it's accomplished. And it works through our our whole psyche in kind of an organic way, in such a way that it really um, clears the issue swiftly and permanently. What do you think are the biggest obstacles achieving forgiveness? Well, I think one of the biggest obstacles is just the willingness to get there and start the process of forgiveness because we feel hurt and angry and um, injured and we feel like the person has done something really unjust or wrong. And our sense of morality or justice or uh, wanting, you know, the sense of right uh, to be affirmed sometimes gets in our way of saying, hey, I'm going to let this go. We really kind of try to hold on to it out of a uh, sense of indignation. But, in fact, real forgiveness is not about saying it's okay that something happened. It's really about saying, I'm going to be okay anyway, even though this wrong thing happened. And the second thing that gets in people's way is that we don't want to really feel our emotional pain. We don't want to really go into our hurt heart and feel how hurt we are, even if it, if you had a good solid uh, time of, of having a good cry from your heart for 20 minutes. You feel great. You feel fantastic. But we're afraid to go there because we're afraid that if we really feel our pain, it will get lost in it. And I find that that's not true. I find that when people are willing to go right into the pain and then beyond it, the steps of healing, that it clears up real quickly. That's, that's perhaps the most difficult part of all is acknowledging that you need to forgive someone in a way. I think so. I, I think a lot of people don't make the connection between some of their stress and some of their sleep problems and some of their weight problems and uh, the tension that we carry in our body. We don't make the connection that 
it has to a lot some of it has to do with our responses to other people and how we're carrying along these these uh angers and resentments and these uh unresolved issues like a burden and so really a lot of people are walking around with tight shoulders and a, a rock on their heart and uh a twisted up feeling in their stomach and they're not making the connection that this has to do with being angry at my husband or my wife for a few weeks about something that we haven't worked out it really is right in the body, and so it, we do ourselves a great uh, disservice if we hold back on forgiving, because really we are the ones that are suffering by not forgiving. Are there uh, particular aspects of uh, forgiveness? Are there things to focus on, I think, in terms of uh, the process of learning to forgive? Well, in our process, it's very methodical, and it's very step-by-step, and it's really like a life skill, like uh, driving a car or baking a cake. There are steps and stages, and you can learn them. This is something that can be taught. This is something that can be learned, and it has been field-tested for 40 years in um, countless little forgiveness, little and big forgiveness workshops that I have done for the last 22 years and that my mentor did before that. So it's been tested in a pretty intensive laboratory, and I think if people check out the book and read through the book, unconditional forgiveness, you'll get the sense as you read that, yeah, you know, that is is what needs to happen here. This is how I would heal this. Because your psyche has kind of a natural, organic way of healing the things that bother it. And my mentor, uh, Dr. Edith Stauffer, in her 45 years of being a psychotherapist, observed these steps, the stages, and put them together in what she called a recipe, and which I call a method. Uh, but it, it's it's very uh, accessible. There isn't anyone I have met who couldn't learn how to do it and who couldn't succeed at it. For quite some time, uh, psychology in general tended to focus on negative psychology. Now there's this movement towards positive psychology. This falls into, is there a lot of research in this area of the psyche or the psychology of forgiveness? There really is. There's been an explosion of research around forgiveness over the last 15 years or so. Uh, before 1997, there were 50 studies, 5-0 studies, uh, about forgiveness and stress in um, the literature. But then in by 2006, when we started training mental health professionals, that had grown to 1,200 studies. And now in the last year, we've looked into it again, and it's gone into over 3,000 studies, both in psychology and medicine, that are showing the relationship between stress and um, emotional stress and disease, and they're showing the relationship between uh, techniques like forgiveness, mindfulness, gratitude, and stress reduction. So um, it's really a, t- a topic and a, uh, an issue, a human issue that's coming into its time. And I, it's exciting to see the science uh, starting to show what we know is to be true intuitively. And, and I would imagine physiological changes that accompany these psychological mental changes as well. Yes, they're measuring those, and they're seeing uh, improvements in blood pressure and heart issues, even lower back pain, even immune system things. Um, I know that I've, I've seen it firsthand many, many times where I will hear back from a student or a client who says, you know, I've had this problem with my digestion for 16 years, and the day after we did this forgiveness work, it cleared up. It has, it's gone away. It's not there. And they had not made the connection between this emotional issue that was literally eating them up inside 
uh, towards their ex-husband for 16 years and this digestive issue that they had. So it, it's I hear a lot of stories come back around mysterious stress-related conditions that just evaporated once they cleared up a big resentment that they were carrying. So I'm convinced of it. And just in my own life, I know that reliably if I'm angry at my spouse or even just irritated, you just low-grade irritation at my spouse for, say, a week or so, and I'm not really uh, dealing with it, I always get a sinus infection. I just always do. And as soon as I start forgiving him, it clears up. And I was curious to see in Louise Hay's work, she's done a lot of work around the connection between psychological issues and body metaphorical diseases. She said sinus infections have to do with irritation with someone close to you in the environment. And that has really been my experience with with my husband. So anyway, it's just once again to say we do forgiveness for ourselves. We do it because we want to be open and clear and healthy and flowing with life the way it is. Really, again, uh, a sign that forgiveness is really about you and not them. Yeah, it really is about you. We can't control what other people do. We can't change certain situations around us. What we can always have the power to do, though, is to choose our attitude. And if we choose an attitude of forgiveness and resiliency, and we have good boundaries and we say no to certain people and situations, and we do what we can to to be healthy in our interactions with them, then we can walk around uh, feeling free and clear no matter how other people are behaving. So we really do it for ourselves. So you did mention that there are several steps in the process. I'm wondering if you could maybe just give us a general idea of what uh, the process takes and time-consuming or something that people can integrate into their lives part of their daily routine. That's a great question. Well, on average, I would say that a forgiveness session, when you're ready to forgive somebody and you sit down and do it, whether you do it on your own or with a counselor present or somebody supporting you, takes about 45 minutes. And uh, that's really the average amount of time that I see. For something that's really a big, big hurt and you've been carrying it for a long time and you have not really, you know, been able to um, get get at it, it might take longer, but it doesn't take forever. It's really, it, this is really something you can work into your life. So, and the way the steps work is they work organically through the parts of us, through first the will, the decision to change, then by releasing the emotions, venting the emotions, the emotional story about this, then by releasing the expectations we have in the mind letting go of what we expected and shifting it to a wish or a preference, then reestablishing our personal boundaries that is giving the other person responsibility for their actions and just taking ours, and visualizing our personal space as whole and healthy, and then going to our spiritual essence, however we imagine that, and bringing the the visualization of healing light and love into the body and the mind and the emotions. And then sending that unconditional love to the person, the way that they are, and then seeing the good in them or the situation. And this is how it goes. It goes through these different levels of our being. And it really, if you do all these eight steps miraculously every single time, I'm not kidding, this issue dissolves out of your being and it doesn't come back. If you forget two of the steps, it it doesn't. It's still there. So there's something, you know, almost uh, there's really a science uh, thing going on here. There's some kind of a of a mechanism that's that needs to be addressed as a whole for us to heal these these uh, resentments and hurts and to be free of them. Uh, is there a particular step that people find most difficult? 
I think step one, getting to the being willing to do it. Sometimes people need to read the book and listen to the audio book and think about it and grumble for a couple months and then say, oh, okay, okay, this makes sense, I'll do it. It's it's kind of like when you're ready, that's, that's the big step. And then I think if you're dealing with something that's extremely painful emotionally and it's hard for you to really go into that brokenheartedness and have a good cry and believe that you're going to get out the other side of it, it's good to have someone helping you with that. So um, that's why we have the forgiveness workshop and um, we have a forgiveness coaching in person and on the phone because sometimes people need someone to hold their hand through that. So, um, But, you know, other, other people, I've gotten plenty of feedback from people through the email that, you know, I did this process on my own on Saturday. I was home alone. I said, I'm going to do this. And it worked. It worked beautifully. So I, I get plenty of feedback from people out there that I've never met that say, you know, I did this process and it really worked and I feel great. So I, I think the process is just good. It's just good, good, good. And if you can um, trust that you deserve to feel better and trust that you will get out the other side if you enter into the process, um, you'll really be glad you went there. I think that, at least for me and perhaps for other people who try and forgive someone, is that it's really tough when person or situation was really never intended to be in your best interest. So sometimes actively campaigned against you. How does how do you sort yeah. of overcome that? I know. Well, sometimes you have you have an outright enemy. <laughs> sometimes you you have an enemy in your life, and that's not fun. But um, Benjamin Franklin, I think it was said, you should be grateful to your enemies because they point out your own flaws. And um, and the person said that if you if you finally have an enemy in your life, it means you're doing something right. It means that you you are a person of impact and import. So anyway, that's just an aside. But yeah, you know, some people are just mean, and some people are thoughtless and selfish and narcissistic and considerate and cruel and abusive. We're surrounded by people that are not uh, as mature or as values driven or as spiritual as we are. Or, or who are just somehow they missed the basic training in, in human decency. And that's really amazing when I meet people like that. I think, oh, my God, really? You, you act like that and you think you can? But they do. And so I forgive them because I figure, well, everyone on some level has to stand up you know, before the universe with the sum total of their actions. And it's not my problem of there being a rotten person. I, I personally just have to be a good person. So um, this is how we move through the world with all sorts of personalities around us is by learning the art of unconditional love and forgiveness. You close your book with the chapter Self-Forgiveness, the most difficult task of all, made simple. This really probably is uh, the most difficult task. How forgive ourselves of all the things that we, we beat ourselves up about? Yeah, that really is the hardest thing, and it really is possible to do it. And uh, in the book, we explain a way that you can you can um, create that experience for yourself. But here's the key to it. The key to self-forgiveness is to be able to See yourself on two levels. See yourself um, as a soul and as a personality to, to go to the spiritual level and to look at your human self with some compassion and some acceptance that 
human beings are amazingly in, um, imperfect, <laughs> and we're all like kids in a classroom learning our lessons, and sometimes we make mistakes. But we have to get to this higher level of consciousness, even for just two minutes, to see our situation from a different lens. And when you see it from that different spiritual lens, even just a glimpse of it, it's amazing how that burden of shame and disappointment just melts away from you. So it's a it's really a special um, experience, and some people have it spontaneously, maybe in a beautiful place in nature or some kind of special time in your life. But but if you read the chapter on self forgiveness and you kind of make a determination of yeah, I'm gonna let this thing go, this thing I beat myself up about it, and you use the method that we put there, I think you'll probably feel a lot better. It's, uh, it's certainly something I think we can all aspire to. Uh, you can have a take-home message for everybody. Well, I think that forgiveness is a way all of us can practice world peace work. I think all of us have the power to make it better for ourselves and for the persons next to us and our family and the people in our neighborhood and our office um, place of work. And I think any person that is working on bringing, uh, dispelling those, those hurts and shadows and bringing more light, if you will, more light and energy of love into the human fabric, we're, we're doing everyone a big favor to live these laws. I think of them as universal laws, unconditional love and, and forgiveness. And um, it's a lovely thing to discover, and I really encourage people to discover it. The uh, new book is called Unconditional Forgiveness, and uh, the author, uh, Mary Hayes Greco. Greco, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the uh, Grok Science Show. Thank you very much, Charles. And you were just listening to Mary Hayes Greco discussing the effect of forgiveness. This is the Grok's Science Show. Coming up in just a few minutes is the Grokatron 5000, so stay tuned.
All right, well, it's time to play the game. It's called the Grokatron 5000. It is our supercomputer known as Deep Blue. And today, the Grokatron 5000 has chosen the topic, forgiving or not. And so for the following five individuals, the Grokatron 5000 would like to know if um, you think they are forgiving or not, or perhaps even forgivable or not, and uh, a little reason why. Uh, Ms. Greco, ready to play the game? Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, person number one, forgiving or not, it's the uh, golfer Tiger Woods. Hmm, forgiving or not, mystery. Do you get to say maybe? Uh, strategic, perhaps. I don't know. Let's see. How about forgivable? Yes. Uh, all right, how about number uh, number two? It's the um, media mogul Donald Trump. Not forgiving. You He's think? forgivable, though. Everyone's forgivable. I'm going to say forgivable on all of them, I think. We'll, we'll see if you got me, but, you know, he, he's, he's a pretty good test for me. <laughs> but he, no, but he's, he's not very good at forgiving. Uh, Self-involved. <laughs> yes, he flunks. All right, number three, it's uh, talk show host Oprah Winfrey. Oh, she's very forgiving. She's all about forgiveness. She talks about forgiveness on her show the last however many years, at least once a week. <laughs> yes, she's an ace. <laughs> Yes, ace forgiver. Uh, number four, it's uh, singer, pop singer, Britney Spears. Hmm, don't know. I'm going to say forgive a ball because I think, oh, my God, did she have a weird life growing up? She's messed <laughs> up. It's, you know, kind of like a lot of forces going on. So I'm going to say forgive a ball, but I don't know about her capacities for forgiveness. Hmm. Uh, okay, and finally, number five, it's uh, uh, American Idol host or former host Simon Cowell. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Simon. Okay, Simon. Mm. I wouldn't say he's forgiving. I would say he's forgivable, you know, being human and all. But I wouldn't say he's very good at forgiveness. <laughs> yes, I think he enjoys a little bit of uh, unforgiveness. <laughs> All right. Well, Ms. Greco, I want to thank you very much for uh, sticking around playing our game and, again, uh, talking about your book, Unconditional Forgiveness. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Charles. All right. Bye-bye. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.grox.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.